It's estimated only 50% of all marketers have a documented digital marketing strategy for next year. Even fewer know what their metrics and KPIs in 2017 need to be. In this episode, I share a proven anti-20 page framework to create your strategy in next to no time. Plus, I rarely test a shiny new tool from HubSpot and I discuss how to write for Medium. All that and a whole lot more in this episode of Inbound Buzz. Welcome to the Inbound Buzz Podcast, your weekly jolt of all things digital and inbound marketing. Brought to you by redpandas.com.au. Now for your host and co-founder of Red Pandas, Moby Sadiq. Welcome to a very, very special episode of Inbound Buzz. I'm your host, Moby Sadiq, and you're listening to episode number 46. Now, I'm a little sad because our last episode of 2016, what a year. Hope you're in the middle of a very festive season indeed. Now, Christmas has just passed and New Year's Eve is just around the corner. And we're all pumped about thinking what 2017 will bring and all the opportunities that will come with it. Now, a couple of weeks ago, I did speak about goals, just briefly. Now, most people I speak to, no matter how old or young, they tell me the same thing when I ask them about their goals. They haven't written them down. They have them in their mind. It's it's somewhere there, right? But they haven't really written them down. They haven't gotten around to it. Now, that's possibly because when it comes to our goals, we apply a little bit of pressure more than we actually need to people tend to make a mountain out of a molehill when it comes to this sort of stuff. In fact, I did a bit of research on this and only three out of every 100 adults write down their goals, right? So be one of those three, it's not that hard. Now, if you want a hack to eventually achieve your goals next year, then consider people who have goals written down are 50% more likely to achieve their goals than people who haven't written them down. Now, I'm going to go off broad goals in a second, right, and go into why you're listening to today's episode, and that's specifically around digital marketing strategy and goals. Now, before I move off that, I will say one last thing. If you are interested in a framework that I actually use for my own personal goals every year, and I've been doing so for the last three years, definitely check out the link in the show notes. I've kind of created a MindMeister mind map with six key types of goals I think everyone should look at and a bit of approach. Now, this is something I've used uh, every time I've mentored to some success. So if you're into that sort of stuff, cool, check that out. Otherwise, let's move on. Now, last week, I had an amazing guest on the show, possibly the best strategic marketer in the world. And if you heard it, you know, no doubt you would have seen that I was a little starstruck. It was it was a lot of fun for me. It was very special for me. I obviously used Dave Chaffee's strategies from years back, right? So very special indeed. Now, he spoke about the fact that only 50% of all marketers have a documented digital marketing strategy, and that's not really moving beyond that. We're not getting any better than that as marketers. He also spoke about where digital marketing is heading, where are we going, what's going to be on the horizon, and some very, very, I think, you know, in the whole noise of, oh, you need to do this, and you need to do this, and you need to do three, four hundred other other things. He's gave us some very pragmatic advice around not chasing every single bloody shiny tactic you hear about on the internet. Don't stress and pressure yourself. Now, Definitely check that out. Check out last week's episode. I'll put that in the show notes and check out his own resources on smartinsights.com. He's definitely been a major influence on my own methodology. 
But what I wanted to share with you today is the way I actually create digital marketing strategies. So we spoke about, you know, a lot about strategies, a lot about the tactics, but we didn't go into detail on what it should look like. That's what I want to do with you here. The problem with strategies is people think they need to be 20 pages, right? They, they've got to be 20 pages. You've got to consult all these stakeholders. And by the time you create them, they can pretty much go out of date. It can take months to do it the old fashioned way. Now, I've developed what I call the Agile Digital Marketing Strategy Template. It's essentially a strategy in two to three pages. It covers the best of what you already know if you've ever studied marketing or you've, you've done a little bit of marketing in, in some degree or diploma. It looks at the stuff that's already been tried and tested, like you know a SWOT analysis, but also the latest, greatest tools as well, like the actual tools you need to do an, an online digital share and voice study. Now, this is a template of sorts, and it's taken me about 10 years to perfect this. And I've done so because the problems of not having a digital strategy are too ugly to ignore. So if you don't have a strategy, you're kind of just, you know, you're blind leading the blind. You know, campaigns become poorly integrated and lack consistency. So if you've ever felt that yourself, you know, whether you work in a marketing department or for an organization or for yourself, and you just feel these campaigns, they're just not connected. They're just poorly integrated and there isn't a real consistency basis there. The other big, big issue, and this is possibly the biggest issue, is if you haven't written a strategy, then chances are you're not going to have an ROI framework either. You haven't written a strategy, so you don't know what those metrics are. You don't know what those KPIs may need to be. Or if you do, they're not really directed from your strategy. So ROI and measurement becomes a very real problem. And so too does a business case. You know, if you need a business case to do something, how do you do that? Chances are, if you don't have a strategy, you will not have a measurement plan. Now, you don't need to write down any of the notes that I talk about here when I talk about the digital strategy because I will share a slide share link. So it's an actual presentation. I've done this presentation many, many times. And also a 17-minute video of a video of an actual presentation I did to 100 marketers where I presented this framework. So a lot of fun. You know, feel my lame jokes in the mix. I'm sure you'll enjoy it. Now, the framework I've shared isn't the only framework, you know, as you might hear me if, uh, if you watch the video. It's not the only framework. And to be honest, it's not even the best framework because we're not spending a month to do it and we're not looking at every single ta tactic and strategy under the sun. But I believe it's the most balanced framework. It's the most pragmatic, efficient and effective framework you can use to create your own strategy because it looks at all the key factors you need to look at. And I'll get into those in a second. So the the actual areas so the the general structure and template is first looking at what your marketing or your commercial goals are right and this template talks about how you should fashion those how you should what kind of format you should write those in and we all know what these are you know really what growth targets we need to meet um you know what market penetration strategies do we have to have now if you don't know that that might be because you're in an organization with a number of t's you need to know that because the job of a strategy be it a marketing strategy be it a culture strategy, be it a digital marketing strategy, is to translate an organization's goals, objectives into these little tactical strategies as well. Now, it looks at those, so it takes those commercial goals, and then it looks at two key areas you should be looking at. So, the firstly is conducting a situational analysis. If you remember this from back in the days, or if you don't, here's some education, a SWOT analysis. So what are your strengths and weaknesses? So, that's internal. And what are the opportunities and threats? So the way I've done this in the framework, I've done it. I've got some examples, a working example that I take you through all these 
things. Now, that that's kind of the business side, internal and external. But then what about the person? What about the actual consumer? You know, the pain points, who are we going after? Of course, you've, half of you have probably guessed it, I'm talking about personas as well. So in this framework, I discuss how I do personas, the, the actual templates that I use, and how that intersects with a situational analysis. After that, now we're ready to talk about digital marketing objectives. Now, I firmly believe, and a lot of my work here has been, has been influenced by Dave Chaffee, I firmly believe that every strategy needs to have a reach, engaging, and convert component. Every single strategy in varying intensity depending where you are in the life cycle. So, you know, if you're a brand new brand and or you're a new, uh, you know, say when the, app, the Apple iPhone came out, right, there wasn't a market there. They had a huge reach strategy there. There was a huge reach component, right? So this is ideal for heavy awareness problems. There's a lot of paid media here. Um, and here we look at increasing your digital share of voice. And then you've got engage, right? So how do we engage with people? So email marketing comes into here. Nurturing your prospects comes into here. Engaging with them using live chat comes here too. And then you've got convert, right? So that pays our bills, pays my bills, pays your bills. And here we look at things like conversion rate optimization. How do we convert, you know, firstly, what are the goals for CRO? But then how do we actually convert more people? How do we remarket and retarget them? So it's people who are already in your ecosystem, what do we do to increase that conversion? And a lot of these tactics here in Convert will overlap. So for instance, live chat and resource downloads will also be in the engage side as well. So again, every strategy should have this component. And if your strategy does not, look at what you're doing. So for instance, you know, a lot of the times I'll speak to clients and they're like, oh, what are your, some of your KPIs? And there might be leads there, but you know, it could be something really basic like you know, traffic, we want to increase it by this much and fans on social, we want to increase by that much. On its own, it's nothing, but it hasn't been linked to anything, right? It's not, It's there is no engage objective there. There is a convert objective, but it's also quite loose. So that's a great strategic framework for you that's literally been used by hundreds of people. And if you need any help with yours at all, honestly, or either you know you might not have time or you like more expertise, definitely hit me up. You can get my details in the show notes. And hopefully I can point you in the right direction or share some more resources for you. Now, speaking of other resources, this is a pretty cool one. So not to leave you with just one resource, I also want to share a brand new tool by who other than HubSpot. The tool is called the Marketing Plan Generator. And essentially what it does, it asks you a series of questions, gets you to put in some of your objectives, your mission, and in the end it spits out a bit of a matrix for you. Now, I want to talk about this for two reasons. One very obvious reason, this is what we're talking about in today's episode, the idea of creating a strategy. Um, what it can do for you. But secondly, kind of peeling back the curtains a little bit and talking about why they did this. But onto the first reason first, let's discuss the tool itself. Now, supposedly it takes about 10 minutes to do, but reality, I think this is more of a hook to get people to fill it in because it will probably take you longer because, and the reason is because it's so good. It will force you to pick things like, what are your three goals? What are the three goals you want to pick? Right? And then for each goal, you can pick a metric. So for example, say it's an awareness thing, it will force you to pick, for instance, you know what that metric will be, um, whether it's visitors and also the goal. So what's the number you want to increase to and the frequency. So you might say, okay, we want to increase by, I don't know, 10,000 uh, visitors and we want to do that monthly. So not only does the 
to force you to look at your most most important initiatives. But this is cool. This is probably my favorite part of this. It also asks you to pick the ones that will distract you from achieving your goals this year. Like, how good is that? Like, pick three things that, although it might be important, you know they're going to distract you. You can do these later in Q3 or Q4. So I love it. Now, it's a great tool. It's a good tool. Like, if you haven't done anything like this before, it helps you, you know, formulate what your mission is. But again, as a firm believer of strategy and value propositions, you don't just open up a tool and come up with a mission. You need to look at what your strengths are in an organization, what your personas actually want, and then you can come up with a value proposition. I'm not a big fan of the word mission in itself, but it's a good tool nonetheless. The other thing I really like about the tool is when you go to your three objectives, right? So I've got one in the screenshots you'll see in the show notes. I picked one for awareness, um, one was create content, and one was grow revenue. There was all these kind of metrics I could pick from. So there was like sales opportunities, shares, subscribers, support calls, ticket sales, time to close. And then some really cool ones like, you know, visits, visit to lead conversion rate, visits from organic, visits from paid. So a great shopping list for you to think about what are the types of metrics I should be even thinking about. What haven't I, haven't I even considered? So I, I like that. Um, the spit out though, like, and the, you know, what you get isn't really a marketing plan. You get a table, right? So you get, you know, my 12 month marketing plan, what your mission is. So the mission that you inputted, the strategy. So I simply just put more sales. Initiative one, which was build brand awareness. Two was create content. Three was grow revenue and then a few targets, and then also stretch goals as well. So if this is our goal, what's our stretch goal? So great, it's great for that, but it's not a strategy. It's not a marketing plan. Um, you know, a marketing plan has your objectives, which this has, but then it also has those tactics as well. And then even the download my plan, I don't know whether it was broken for me, but all it allowed me to do was download as a CSV. But that's cool. It's nonetheless, again, I think it's a great one. And honestly, this is something I'm going to use for myself to help me come up with, um, just help me refine what my metrics need to be and importantly, what I need to not do. So two great resources for you there. Definitely check those out. Use them to help refine and hone in on what your digital marketing strategies for next year need to be. And don't be that other 50%. And look, if I'm honest, I think it's less than 50% because the people who create, who actually respond to these surveys are a little bit savvier anyway, right? Okay, let's move on to the final buzz and that's how to write the medium. Now, if you're a regular listener of the show, you'll know that medium is definitely a hot I almost said medium, I have to be careful here. Medium is definitely a hot channel at the moment. Now, what is medium? Medium is an open blogging platform. It's a place where you can go to read or publish high quality stories or articles on the internet. And they do a great job at filtering filtering a lot of spam and promoting to the network great content that is that is good, that people are actually enjoying. The thing is though, there is a special way to write for Medium. Just like there's a, there's a different and special way to write for Facebook versus LinkedIn versus Twitter. And I want to refer you guys to an article written by Janessa Lance, where she writes, funnily enough, on Medium on how to write for Medium. What she's essentially done is glean a number of lessons by analyzing the top performing stories on the channel. Now, she says if you figured out how to write in-depth article posts or, you know, posts that get great engagement or, you know, I often talk about 
the big five types of content, right? Articles that or, or things people are looking for in decision-making mode, then that's not going to work on Medium. And I tend to agree because the articles that I like and the articles that I feel do great on Medium feel like conversations more than articles. So Janessa shares some tips with us and I wanted to unpack some of them here. The first one was tell stories, not how-tos. She says, this works because people are not searching for information on a specific topic on Medium. They are browsing. And this reminds me of a term I heard recently, and I have no idea where I heard it from, but snackable content, right? Snackable content. So you don't really know what you're looking for, but you're looking for something that's entertaining and educating. So edutainment. And we do a lot of this already, right? If you're on Facebook and just searching through the news feed or, um, you know, big one here is news.com.au. I find I'm just kind of looking for it. I don't even really know what I'm looking for. The other way, of course, to write stories as opposed to how-tos is write in the first person. And this is a great general tip, not only for Medium, but also for LinkedIn as well. It works really well there. She also talks about making a bold statement. So, for example, this is some she shared I don't really believe in work-life balance. Another one was, here is why your life still sucks. Now, as a side note, you might be thinking, you know, because as I, kind of, I was reading through this article, I was like, who is Medium for? Like, if somebody was to ask me, who is it for? How would I answer that? Now, like, you might be someone like, okay, you know what? We sell industrial printers, or we're very B2B, or we're very C2C, and we sell candies online, right? Or we're a marketing agency. How does this kind of work for me? Now, this is where you get your brand champions, your ambassadors, your product managers, your CEOs, and you craft something about your industry. Now, we all have stories or issues with our respective industries. If we didn't, they would probably be run by robots anyway. So this is where you talk about them. But like my friend Marcus Sheridan says, when you talk about a competitor or an industry, never attack someone or a company personally. You can attack the thing they did, the concept, don't attack them. There's a couple of other really good tips uh, here and they all really rotate around being personal and being real. And there's also some really practical tips, right? So if you like practical stuff like how many words and what style, then that's in this article as well. She talks about the format and the types of images you use and really good piece. I think not only in regards to how you write on Medium, but also how you write personal articles in general, which should form part of your content mix rotation. Check that out in the show notes if you're interested for more. All right, guys, that is it for me. That's the final buzz for 2016. Whether this is your first or 46th episode of Inbound Buzz, thanks for joining me this year. This really is done with the objective of helping you guys out. And a big thank you to anyone who's rated the show on iTunes, sent me a tweet, an email, LinkedIn message, or spoke to me in person. Thank you all. Now, let me know what you guys want to talk about, want me to talk about in upcoming future episodes. I don't think I've ever turned anyone down this year who's asked me. Anyway, you know where to reach me at Moby Sadiq on Twitter, and you can catch my email and LinkedIn deets in the show notes. From myself and everyone else who contributes to the show in the background, have a very happy and a very productive new year, and I'll catch you in 2017 for another special episode of Inbound Buzz. Thanks for listening to Inbound Buzz. Learn anything? Return the favor by spreading the word. Want to make your mark in digital? Need help with your digital strategy, inbound, and marketing automation efforts? Then visit redpandas.com.au and be sure to tune in next time for another Inbound Buzz hit.